Javier, welcome to the show. You know, I, uh, I'm, I'm excited about having you on this book. Uh, your, your book, 18 months with Kelly is look, it's, it's a journey of love. It's a tough conversation, right? Uh, that, you, that you cover and what you go through, but it is a journey of love, right? I can hear in every word that you write, the experiences you had. And, uh, I'm just, it's just so, such a joy to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you, Anthony. And I just want to start by saying I love you. Thank you for reading my book and thank you for having me on your show. You know, it's available on Amazon for all those guys, all those listeners of ours. Take a second. It's a great book, right? It's one of those ones where it doesn't take a long time to read it. And the journey that I go through when I read it in my soul as I as I go through your, you know, because it's covering, you know, it's, it's about, you know, uh, maybe take the audience through a little bit about what it's about from your words. I think it'd be better than from my words. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what the subject is. There's an airplane going overhead right now. <laughs> yes. But um, yeah, um, I have definitely been on a journey. And uh, it was a journey prior to meeting Kelly. And then after I met her, there was the journey that we went on together uh, where I got to really... Um, really understand uh, having a soulmate. Uh, but then after she passed away, um, you know, I was led on another journey. And um, that particular journey, I'm still on it. And, um, uh, but this book, um, it, uh, it's taken eight years to write it since her death. Um, the book ends at the end of two years. And so there's another six years worth of living that's been going on, which I'm writing about now. And um, it'll be followed up with uh, my second book called Through Javi's Eyes. Javi's my nickname uh, from when I was a little boy. And all my family and a lot of my friends that knew me when I was a youngster um, know me as Javi. Uh, but um, in this book, I'm Javier Valise Jr. And um, I'm really, really happy that I finally was able to get it completed. You know, it it, it takes a lot to write a book. You know, uh, having any time uh, I've, I've talked to authors and uh, you know, I interview them all the time. And when I sit down or anything, anything you want to do, it takes something to do this, right? It is not a it, you know, it's it's one thing to think about it, right? It's another thing to actually sit there and start to write to do this, and. The, you know, when you look back over this, what, what was it that triggered you? What got the pen to paper and had you start writing? Anthony, that, that's interesting. Um, you know, I, I kind of, kind of always knew that I, that, that I, that I might be, be a writer, but I'm not educated as a writer. Um, I didn't go to any formal training. I never took any classes for it. I just speak truth. And for me, you know, it was so hard to walk through what I walked through, but when I put it into words, um, it comes back to me like I was just there. You know, I, I, I think I expressed in the book that there have been times when I, I feel like it took five years for her to from the date she was diagnosed with cancer to the date she died, which was only 72 days, 73 days. But it felt like five years during that period of time. And then today, when I 
think about her and I reflect upon her like I did before I got on the podcast, um, it feels like it was yesterday. And I remember all the details as if it was yesterday. So what happened for me with the creative process was that as things started to occur after she died, at first I thought, well, that's a coincidence. And then I thought, well, that's a coincidence. And I thought, well, that's a coincidence. And then it started to unfold in front of me. And as that occurred, I thought, I need to document this. So I took out, uh, I went and bought a little handheld art, you know, uh, from Radio Shack, a little recorder that I could actually talk into. And I just started to talk about everything that had been happening all the way through my journey to Hawaii the first time. Then I ended up um, giving that recording to uh, Marianne Miller, who worked for me, and I paid her to transcribe that into a PDF format. And then once it was in the PDF format, then I started to get on my computer and reflect. And I started to add and continue to add and continue to add. And, um, and that's how the whole process just started for me. You know, I, I think it's interesting you, you, you go through, because I talk about this all the time. The, the process by which everything we've ever seen, there, there's nothing on this planet that is man-made that did not start in some form or fashion that exact way, right? First, it's an idea, right? I, I get this idea. No, nothing starts with an idea. You, you don't just make things up. They don't just happen as a, there's this thought, right? And there's this thing, there's this reason why this idea, a problem I'm trying to solve. And now I start to do it. Now, now you start to physically, now you go out and actually get a recorder, right? Now you take the recorder and you ask someone to type, type type it for you. Now you start to work from there, right? And each part of that, to me, is the idea expands where I am at, right? As a man, I, I find humans to be the most creative beings on the planet. There is no more creative beings than we are. And some of us have a lot more creativity than others. But that creativity, when we really break down, when we start to remove all of the fears, anxieties, resentments, all that anger stuff that, that covers up that creative being in us, we do that, our, our own self-work, right? When we, do, when we do the work and now we start to, that creativity part of that creative part of you comes out, right? And it, it's, it's flowing, right? I mean, once you start the flow going, you, you know, you're, you're, life is a great example of that the, the art that you've created the stuff i mean that art piece you have behind you is just if you guys you've got to see javier's uh, artwork it is some coolest artwork that's out there it's it's beautiful it's uh there, there's a whole bunch of you gotta, you gotta see this in the book there's a whole bunch of pieces on it his writings his the, the stuff that he writes in there very creative and, and what feels like to me is that once we open that lid once we take the lid off of that and we start to really flow, we get into the flow of creativity, all of a sudden that starts to happen and, and you manifest a book and multiple books. And, and now the artwork that's flowing and the travels and the journeys that you're doing and the speaking that you're doing with others, the inspiration that you are. Um, I, I think that's the story to tell is so many of us are afraid to tell that, you know, to stand in our creative part of us. Yeah. Well, you know, Anthony, I think that everybody Everybody has a story. Everybody has a story inside them. And um, I just have this, um, I, I just, it's a gift that, that God gave me. 
to be able to express my feelings through my artwork, express my feelings when I sing, and now to express my artwork through my writing and my feelings are my writing and and I'm, I'm just really grateful. Um, I'm humbled, I really am humbled. Well, I, I, I mean, there's a, a certain part of me that feels like the industrial revolution that was created, you know, it, it kind of said, and look, all these beautiful buildings and all this amazing stuff in our government, all the, the system that we have by which we all live in, it works, right? We have this whole thing, this whole life, this whole country of ours that's, you know, built. And uh, what it really feels like to me was for time, a period of time, we kind of we kind of said, all right, look, we need you not to be creative. We need you guys to go to school. We need you to act like this, right? And, and in school, they taught us how to stop being creative and just start doing this, right? We want you to write like this. We want you to spell like this. We want you to, you know, and there was this, this, this machine that kicked out these industrial uh, builders, right? And, and, and the part of us that, that, that today we can see in our society where, where young people, you know, I, I, I was doing a, some work yesterday with a group of people on, uh, uh, on the uh, into forever and the suicide prevention work that we do. And more than ever, the people are really hurting. You can really feel the hurt in humans because I think a lot of us have, have put the lid on that and now just needing to express ourselves, right? And the machine that was created where we're realizing may not be right, right? It, it, may, it may have worked for a little bit, but today I need to be able to express myself, right? And that part that you're doing, that journey that you're on is ultimately living, right? The journey of the human as we go through the creativity and inside of it, it's inspiring, right? It, it, like I, my want is that today's podcast really inspires those of us that are, that are out there going, can I do this? You know, Javier, when you, when you first did this, I mean, how did you, how did you go from "Can I do this" to doing it? Gosh, my gosh, it just happened, you know. And uh, I, you know, going back to the process, you know, I, I and and let me just give credit to first of all, give credit to my creator, and then and then I also give credit to um, to Kelly. But I, but I have to start with my creator because my creator gave allowed her to be able to. To, to share with me this, and she led me, you know, and that is uh, what that what it proved to me is that that love doesn't die, that it continues on, and and there are there are human beings that when they pass on to the next life, they become just as strong, if not stronger, than they than their presence was on earth, and and that was what really guided me. And as a human being, I would get sidetracked. I'd get sidetracked often. I mean, it took it took eight years to actually write the book once I realized that I wanted to do it, maybe seven and a half years. And, you know, and I would get sidetracked. I would get discouraged. I'd, I, I'd stop and I would think, I would self-doubt myself. I think I'm not good enough to do this. And then there were naysayers. There were people that, that put me down. They said I was trying to keep her memory alive. And there was someone that once said to me, how could you write a book about a woman that you only knew for 18 months? And, you know, that played with my head, you know? And there were others that said things to me, like you're just living in the past, you know? And, and, and I would think to myself, 
I, I would actually fall into my humanness and actually stop because I would get discouraged. And then something would happen and it would spark me, spark that, that fire in me again and I would start again. And uh, so there were so many people that I acknowledged uh, in the acknowledgements along the way that helped me. Um, you know, I went through three editors before I found Nancy Kuykendall. And um, she's an author of many books. And it just turns out that I never paid attention to her books because they were mostly um, Pentecostal uh, faith-based books. And I would see them on Facebook and I would just kind of like hit like and move on, hit like and move on, you know. But then one day, um, at the beginning of this year of 2022, I was, I had, I already had figured out how the book would end. I figured out the middle parts of it. And I just really needed an editor that could, that I could work with that would, that would help me. And it turns out that 30 years ago, I knew Nancy in church and uh, I helped her. Um, I helped her because I was a cantor uh, singing for about five masses at Catholic Church uh, per, per week. And um, she ended up becoming our, uh, our organist, uh, piano player. And um, she was hired and did not know a thing about the Catholic Mass. So I ended up teaching her when this is going on, what is happening, and why does, it, why does this happen at this time? And why do we sing here? And why do, we, why do we do this? And I taught her everything about the Catholic Mass. And when I left that church, um, she continued on playing there. And so when I approached her in, in January, she says, I'll take a look. She goes, I don't know if I'll be able to help you, but I'll take a look. And maybe I can refer you to someone else I know. But then after she read the first chapter, she got back to me and she says, I can help you with this. And so we figured out what the price would be for her time and for her efforts and her talents. And then we started on the journey in February, might've been the beginning of March. We knocked it out in five months and she went through every chapter and helped and would go back and forth to me and changing people's names because there were people that loved Kelly that were in this book that did not want to talk to me about it and did not want to be in the book. And that hurt. But I also understood it took me some spiritual guidance from my, uh, my Nina, Angie, I mentioned her, um, and some others who basically told me that everyone grieves differently. And you have to remember that you were so close to her that maybe it hurts them when they hear about her. And this book is not for them. This book is for others. And once I understood that, then I was okay with, with accepting the fact that I wasn't going to get 100% on board with all the people that would have been in this book. 
you know, it, it, it's it's interesting how uh, each one of us have a, has a different journey, right? Like you, you go you go through these, uh, you know, to you the importance of writing the book. Uh, you know, it, it's overwhelming. There's, the, to other people, you know, their way of grieving is not talking about it. And, and it always surprises me because I'm always surprised that people don't grieve the way I do. Like, you know, what, what do you mean? You know, do it, you know, you know, I'm right, you're wrong. And that's, you know, it, and that's like my human, uh, you know, my judgmental human. And, you know, at, at the time as we go through this and especially a tough subject like someone dying and and, and going through that, you know, it, it becomes... Um, you, know, you, you start to notice that, right? All right. So they they had a problem. They they didn't want to bring it back up again. They wanted to, you know to them putting a lid on this whole scenario is where they're looking to go, and you know you continue to move forward on it, and you know because that's part of your healing, right? I, I can never ever I'm never going to make everybody happy. I, I've I've tried I've I'm done trying to make the world happy. That is that is an experience that is exhausting and never ending, and it will, will never work. But today. The work that I do, right, like like the way you're doing on this book, it's about you and where you're going in life, right? The the healing that you need to go through that process, and then maybe just maybe that the work that you do, you know, my work, is it, it helps some other man's work, right? It becomes their work and and helps them as they read through the book. Like, you know, I certainly, as I read this, to really hear the love. And here, what I really heard was Kelly as she guided you, right? She becomes she becomes that the the the, the part that helps move you know she, she kind of gets it and and drives you there's this driver called kelly that uh, really you know through love really takes javier the creative part and drives you into a direction and i can hear that in the writings that you have right so i, I can see how important that is it really becomes you know part of your story and uh, you know everybody else may not relate to the exact the same way to do it but i think as i read it it inspired me like i look at my wife a lot like kelly in that uh, you know, I, I, I am often like thought of as a balloon, a creative balloon that will float. And she just gets to hold the little end of it to keep me from floating away. Right. <laughs> she, she just kind of gives me like, like, I just got to hold on to the little end of that thing right there. And I'm gonna hold on to that just to make sure you don't uh, go floating, but she gives me enough room to, to go be creative and to go do the, the stuff that we need to do. And, and I likewise in turn do the same for her as she goes through her journey. Cause you know, her journey is a little bit different than my journey. And, and that's, it's that's something I ever realized before, uh, you know, doing this kind of male, male work, the men's work that I that we do, and the, and the work that we work on uh, as, as men. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and you know, and and, and I I just wanted to say, Anthony, that that really, um, I mean, it's, it was really a tribute to her, but um, you know, she was my biggest, she was my biggest fan, and she she would always prop, she propped me up, she. And and she just she just made me feel like uh, like I was really important. And she did it with the cards that she wrote to me and, and, and the things that she said. And you know, I said like I said earlier, I've, I've been create creative my whole my whole life. You know, singing and then and then artwork and and then um, you know and then this. But but I think that that. You know, she wanted me to just to just see my potential. That that was the um, that was the thing that probably meant the most to me was that as the book unfolded, I started to believe in my potential. Mm. Yeah. 
beautiful, right? I mean, that 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 angel that she was, right, in the middle of a tough time in her life, that angel, right? And sometimes we, I don't, I don't see the gift uh, of of the experiences we go through, right? You know, Kelly going through what she went through, with the gift of, you know, somewhere in this world, you know, I, I always figured we press into this time, we choose to, right? Wherever, wherever wherever we are before we get here, we, we choose to press into this now time and the work that we do while we're here, right? Matters, right? Now, a lot of us don't know that a lot of us walk around drinking Miller light, watching TV and just, they're, you know, blazed by the stuff that's, uh, you know, the addictions that are, that drive our humanness. You know, I, I have a, I have a, I have a dog and my, my dog, when she runs in the room, she just sniffs every crotch and eats everything she can find. And, and I spent a lot of my life doing that. It's, it's, beautiful life you know this experience of running around smelling crotches all day and it was it was it was a little bit you know and it was this, you know especially as a young man it was a, this adventure and then that became boring and i started to realize there's this inner voice that voice that drove you to write this book that joyce that that voice that rides that lives inside of us to to be supportive of others the work that kelly did right that somewhere in there there's a higher level of life not just just not just eating pizza and drinking Miller light it's just there's a higher purpose to this being this human that i this this vehicle that i drive this you know this 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 vehicle i drive as human is great right you know look like i can dance and i can drive cars and it's a great vehicle right this is the this is better than any ferrari i've ever been in this is the human body it's this amazing ride now i have this gift to go and do something now what is that gift and, and how do i how do i yield the sword of that i've been giving you know, how do I go yield that sword to go and really do fight battles that are, are worthy? And when I read your book, Javier, I hear that. I hear how, you know, the, the voice of love and the way that really emanates through a, a tough experience and the guidance you have for others to go through this, right? You're a supporter of nature, how you supported her all the way along the way, the, the, the work that you do and, and the way that you are through this great guidance book, right? You know, th these are conversations like, what do I do? Do I run? Right. Cause I mean, there's a part of you that had to feel like running, right? Yeah. Right. There's part of you like, oh my God, I got myself into something here. Uh, and because it's early in your relationship when this happens. And then what you learn yeah. by not running, right? To stand in that uncomfortableness as a human. And that's a, a lot. We're not taught to do that. We're not, there's no, no, nobody in our school, like there, there was never a part in, in school where anybody pulled me aside, go, look, you're going to be uncomfortable. And it's just part of life, right? You're going to go through these experiences as, as you go through life and it's going to be uncomfortable. In fact, I'm taught everything else. If you want to feel good, drink Coca-Cola. If you want to do, you want, you know, if you want to have a smile, you know, uh, have a Coke and a smile, or, or have a happy meal. Right? These are the things that are going to make me happy. And the truth is that being uncomfortable is actually okay. Right? I can stand in a moment of that and and do the work while I'm uncomfortable. Like as you're going through the tough conversation that you went through, and then the real gift is in being going through that. Right? Going with the gift of of, of discovery of yourself. Right, the the part of you that is in service of another human being through the most difficult part of her life, the ending of her life, and then how does that really emanate the the create you know, your soul? Right, how does that really open your soul to a, a place that wasn't available when we're takers? Right, it's not there. there that that access isn't there. You you can't get there from from taking. It, it's just not available. You know. Um... <laughs> I, I'm listening to what you're saying, and then I'm thinking um, about the um, about my my art, you know, my artwork, um, and how I needed my artwork in order to sleep. 
I needed my artwork after she died. I needed my artwork to just keep me going. And um, I would paint myself to sleep. And, you know, I made a hundred paintings in, in 12 months time. And, uh, you know, that, that, that just, it just, you know, it just flowed and, but it would, it would help me to, it would help me to fall asleep. And then I would be obsessed with finishing the paintings and, and, you know, knocking them out. And, um, I don't know if that, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I just know that, that I was compelled and I just caught, got pushed forward. And that's the only way that I could find relief because I was going through major depression and, um, you know, and I didn't know how long it was going to take to get out of it. I was still feeling pretty um, depressed, you know, even by the time I made it to the second time I went to Hawaii in the two years. And, um, and I, and, and now I, I know that there's so many people that I know now that, that, you know, the, 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 the feelings that they have for their lost loved ones, that it, it, it hardly ever leaves, it stays. And it's just learning how to live with it and finding purpose. And that's the thing that's occurred for me is that I have found some purpose. And I, found, I got to find out through, um, through the process of this book that, that I was uh, Native American. Yaki Indian, and uh, uh, you know, and, and and to find out how that all fit in together, and how coincidental that it all came together while I was with Kelly, and then after she died, and how I even became even more so, and where it stands with me today. Um, you know, in the in the book, um, you know, I was able to position this particular feather right here was given to me in my journey to Hawaii the second time. And, um, and that particular feather giving it to me um, by my friend, two feathers, <laughs> I ended up learning um, that I have a purpose and I've been working on that purpose ever since. And I really believe that the second book is really where that's going to come out. Well, <laughs> as you go through that, right, these, these little journeys, I mean, like finding out you're indigenous. I mean, there is a, I mean, today I'm, I was watching a, a study on the Canadian indigenous people and the traumas that they've gone through as a society, right? I mean, generations, generational uh, traumas, right? You know, uh, 5% of the people in, in, in Canada are indigenous people. 30% of them are 30% of the people in jail are indigenous people. And the, the numbers just don't make sense. The depression and the, and the depression of a society uh, that's there, right. As you, as you start to really go look at, uh, you know, the, the, the places where, again, you know, we, uh, we were more interested in building this, this world and this, this community, this, this, these cities, these big, you know, this, this country, which is beautiful. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like we live in a beautiful, amazing country, but the problem is a lot of the stuff that we did forgot that the most important part of the human is the creativity, right? That, that in which us, that has been here forever, that in which it's inside of us, I don't have to do anything. It's actually naturally mine, right? That indigenous people that, that come from the earth in a, in a way of being that, uh, uh, you know, pay homage to their, to their roots. 
And um, we have a lot to learn from there. Like we turn that off. We're like, well, we don't want to learn any of your stuff. I mean, some of the amazing medical, uh, uh, you know, medicines and medical uh, ideas and the, and the way that they they're like, no, 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 that wasn't built by, you know, our big companies didn't make that. So we can't listen to those people. But, you know, today there's, we're seeing these journeys, these ayahuasca journeys, these, these meditative shaman journeys where people are going back and realizing you can't give me enough pills to get, to get me where I really need to be. And there are some, some indigenous uh, technologies that uh, we forgot about. And so, uh, so talk to me about the journey as, as you're finding your, uh, you're coming back to uh, your na- your native state. So how, how's that going? Well, you know, I, I, I felt the most, um, I felt the most um, relief when I found myself in uh, going into my first, um, my first native sweat. Um, and the native sweat, um, it, it, it was just a, the most beautiful experience. Um, and I did that um, a number of times in the first couple of years after uh, Kelly had passed away. After I had learned about, um, you know, my, uh, my family tree and, um, and, you know, my, my great, great grandmother, Marcaria, and my, and my great grandmother, Sasadia, and my grandpa Joe, and my mom. I can I, I put them in the book because I could see my lineage. I could see the it was right there, but I just never knew until after Kelly died. And um, you know, so um, when I got involved with the sweat lodges, that was one thing, but. What ended up happening is that um, later on, um, I, I ended up having a heart attack. And because of that, um, I was advised by doctors to not go into those sweat lodges anymore. Because of the fact that the heat can be upwards of about 110 to 115 to 20 degrees. And they thought that that was not good for me. So, um, I've even had to back off um, my um, uh, my hot yoga. Um, I don't go as consistently as frequently as I did in the past, uh, just because I can feel a difference when um, when I'm in the heat. So I'm I, I I don't go the way that I used to, out of out of fear. So maybe it's just fear, and maybe I I just need to um, to trust and do it, but. I don't know. I'm just uh, my humanness is just kind of like winning things. And- well, you know, it's it's amazing. The um, you know, the indigenous folks, uh, indigenous indigenous cultures have so much for us to learn, right? There's there's such a uh, there's such a wealth of knowledge, and it's really important for us. I, I work with uh, with a, with a man here in uh, uh, in Illinois who uh, uh, is 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 a part of a tribal council. And the work that they're doing to try to bring that back, you know, not to lose that which they've had forever. And then the truth is, a lot of the stuff that they had, that's been taken from them, right? Even their rituals and the way that their their stuff they're using, and they're trying to go back and claim, reclaim that that those rituals and those 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 uh, you know the, that work that was there. So, you know, look, I think as 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 we continue to have a journey like this, Javier, the work that you do. Uh, in in this this part of your life, this book that you write is just like the beginning of of the story, 
right? I, I can really, I can really feel that if those that are out there, if you're listening to this, you really want you to get that there's a, the love that's here, the story that you tell, the work that you're doing, it is phenomenal. It's, it's an opening. And what comes from that? I, I you know, I always laugh because we never know what's going to happen because of the work that you did with Kelly, right? It, it just, where that goes and how, how that unfolds, uh, more is to be revealed. And Javier, I, I got to tell you, they, the book you wrote really does touch my soul. It was great to read it. Uh, you know, audience, it, it, it's it's an easy one to read. So if you grab it, uh, pass it on to anybody that's going through a tough time. It's it's a it's a great story. You know, that's the other thing to talk about is your gift that you've done. You wrote the you wrote the book, and not only uh, did you write the book, but you're also gifting a percentage of your profits to the uh, American Council uh, Cancers. Uh, yeah, let me, let me let me explain that. So, um, so first thing I want to say is that on the book I wrote down that ten percent of all sales will go to various cancer foundations, because I don't know about the different types of events that will occur over time with the book, um, you know. And so, uh, but when I had those hundred paintings, um, there was an art show that. Uh, that tribute art show for Kelly that occurred um, just a little bit after the year after her death. And the beneficiary of that was the Bonnie J. Adario Lung Cancer Foundation out of San, San Mateo, California, in the Bay Area. And that's the type of, uh, she had a type of lung cancer that affected women. Um, under the age of 50 that never smoked. And that was her. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's a common lung cancer. Um, and they, there's a lot of research being done on trying to, um, to find out how to combat it, how to detect it earlier and whatnot. You know, you certainly are to be celebrated for the work that you do, uh, brother. It's, uh, it's great work and I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud to have read the book. I'm proud to be a part of of getting your, your your light out there, shining shining light on this amazing project that you're doing. Every time that you have something new come up, I would, I'd love to ha have you on the podcast. You know, our audience is a great variety of folks, and and uh, we love when we can touch that that little piece inside of us that uh, that's tender. And and uh, your book does that in a, in, a, in a beautiful way and inspires. Uh, hopefully, will inspire others to to really continue to be creative and uh, use you know the gifts of, of our life experiences to help others through them so uh thank you very much for being on the show okay anthony i appreciate you thank you i love you i love you too brother thanks for being on here audience if uh, if you like the show and if you loved it as much as i love doing it with javier uh being on the show together uh, please take a second and like and subscribe it means the world to me javier if uh, if people want to get a hold of you I, first of all the book 18 months with kelly Right, it's available on, uh, on Amazon, and uh, it's great. I, I I picked it up. I had it the next day, and it's a great it's a great book. So it's eighteen months with Kelly. Make sure that uh, you go look it up and uh, get get uh, pick up a couple copies for your, you and your friends, and uh, enjoy it. If Javier, if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best place for them to get a hold of you? Is there an email or somewhere they can get a hold of you? You, you could. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously on Facebook, and. Um... You know, so if you friend me, Javier Valise Jr., um, you know, that's one way. Um, 
but I also, you know, I have my email address and I don't mind putting it out there. It's uh, my name, Javier at, so my name is spelled J-A-V-I-E-R, Javier at uh, J-V-J, uh, John, Victor, John, Javier at J-V-J financial.com. Thank you very much, brother, for being on the show. And as always, uh, keep listening, folks, and uh, let us know if there's any anybody out there you want us to uh, welcome on the show. So thanks again. Peace and love. Peace. Thanks for joining us. My name is Anthony Montategi. Always looking for people to bring insight into the industry, finding ways to inspire people to have amazing careers in the development world. If you liked our podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really liked our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Thanks again for listening. Please share it with your friends.